How's everybody doing today? Welcome back, everyone. This is the Balls Over the Top podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Collins. And I'm Michael Rock. And getting into it today, we have soccer news from across the pond and here at home. We got NBA bubble talk. We got NHL bubble talk. We got Major League Baseball putting on a couple of interesting displays. And we got the NFL a month away, but let's get right into it, Michael. Oh, we're going to get right into it, Brendan. I am not going to sugarcoat it. I'm pissed. You're upset. I am livid. Yeah. Yeah. So, the the maybe the team I hold most sacred in my heart mm-hmm. in all of sports yes. is Chelsea FC, and and I, I and I'm gonna clarify that real quick. I love the Eagles tremendously. I love all the Philly teams. The Flyers were the first sports team I ever got into, but all of those local teams, you just kind of have this obligation almost mm-hmm. to root for even people who aren't sports fans will just be like well i guess i support the local team you yeah know? it's it's a it's part of it's like a birthright yeah where chelsea that was the first team i ever just chose mm-hmm. i had no obligations in europe i yeah. had no uh i didn't have a favorite league i didn't have a favorite team um and so there they were. I, I became a fan of Chelsea FC because of Didier Drogba. And you know what? It's history repeating itself, Brendan. A loyal player to the club, mm-hmm. one of the top performers on the team. Definitely. Uh, somebody you can rely on week in and week out, and has shown that they are quality in the Premier League, and not just quality in the Premier League, but also quality throughout all of Europe and European competition, and quality with the Premier League as in top four, as in big club, as in silverware quality starting player in the Premier League and has maintained that, you could argue, every week that he was on the pitch was the best player there, just like you could say with Drogba's last season. And you know what? They're letting him leave on a free transfer. Yeah, free transfers always hurt, but uh, but this one's pretty bad. No, and and it all has to do with a backwards Mm -hmm. club policy Mm -hmm. where they won't give players over 30 long-term extensions. You know what? It's history repeating itself again. It's Brian Dawkins leaving the Eagles because Joe Banner won't lock him up long-term. Yeah, and I mean, and obviously that it's always upsetting for fans, and sometimes it's not the right move. But I think the difference is in Europe, at least you want to then be getting value for your players. I mean, in the, right. the NFL you do too, but trades are way less common than transfers, which is the you know basis like, of player movement. Right, so, the equivalent. So... I'm devastated. So I don't even know if I really said the facts of this yet, so I apologize for just ranting. Uh, but William, who was Chelsea's best player this year, mm-hmm. uh, I would argue, uh, he led the team. For the in, full in season, I would yeah, say the so, whole yeah. Season. Pulisic was incredible since the comeback, but yeah, even but then he didn't play every game. Exactly. And, and I know William missed the last few, but I would even go as far as to say that that might have been contract-related and not necessarily injury-related. Yeah. Um. But wow, just how you could let such a high-quality player, such a staple of the team, somebody who's been there for years and was adamant they wanted to stay leave. And when you hear the contract that he signed with, by the way, a rival, a cross-town rival in Arsenal, mm-hmm. $5 million a year. Yeah, which is which is nothing. I mean, They're but, paying bench players more than that. Yeah. What You mean to tell me that a guy who's top of the first-team quality – wouldn't even be good enough to be a bench player in two to three years. And it's I, really it's a position you really don't have a ton of depth in. 
playing on, on the right-hand side, going up, attacking. I am disgusted with management. I am disgusted with the club right now. They better they better justify it. I know they're trying to make big money transfers, but everybody who they've brought in for years, it seems like they overpay for, mm-hmm. other than Espelicueta uh, and a couple of other bargains. And William was a pretty good deal. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm just, wow. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not at a point where I would say I would give up my fanhood. I almost gave up my Chelsea fanhood after they let Drogba walk. But then they landed Aiden Hazard, who was my second favorite player, and that's a whole thing. But, yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah, it's it's a rough go of it. But that brings us that brings us to uh, some more rough goes because we've got the Champions League. Yeah, yes, coming we do. back. Chelsea got thumped this past weekend. Chelsea sure uh, did by Bayern Munich. But there were some really interesting results. Yeah, uh, Lyon upsetting Juventus. Yes, leading. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but. And then uh, you know Real Barcelona. Madrid's out of it. Yeah, Barcelona got through. Real Madrid getting beat by Man City was... I mean, before that started, I would have said it was a shock, but I I don't know if I would have said it was a total shock, but based on the way that Man City finished out the season and the quality that they've had, I don't know. They've been shaky at the end of the year. I thought Real were who I had pegged to win the the competition. Yeah. So... um, but we have some interesting matchups coming up in this next round. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is uh, Atalanta versus PSG. Now this is a fascinating one in my mind because really PSG have barely had anything to play for recently. Yeah. They have a handful of injuries coming into this game. And they're, and they've been cold. They they haven't played since March. Yeah, I mean they really. they, they did have a, a French Cup final in there, but one game against another cold team. I'd take PSG over just about anybody. They have more talent on the pitch and, you know, the most expensive team in the world, probably. Um, Atlanta, though, is playing hot. Yeah, and... and They're playing well. And they've been been good all season. They had a really solid season in the Serie A. The Serie A's been back for a while. Well, because they cut out the earliest, they've had the most games to play following the restart. Mm -hmm. uh, Because Italy was the first country in Europe that really got hit by COVID. Yeah. but I, I might I might peg Atlanta Atlanta for that game. I I'm excited for what they how they've been playing. I mean, obviously, I won't say I'm shocked if PSG wins again. Mm-hmm. The talent oozing yeah. from that club in every position mm-hmm. is is hard to match. But there's something to be said for for being fit. Yeah, um, and, and being and being and being hot. in form. Yeah, they yeah. they've been they've been in fantastic form recently. Uh, which then uh, brings us to two teams that have had form that's been a bit all over the place. Rebel Leipzig, Atletico Madrid. You know, they've had their shares in, of ups and downs this season. You know, they've had uh, a couple of, you know, interesting uh, interesting storylines coming out of there, a bunch of transfers coming out of Rebel Leipzig. More people will be coming in to follow. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, if had this game been played on schedule... I actually think I would have favored Leipzig with mm-hmm. Timo Warner and the roster that they had. But they've been relatively decimated. I mean, again, Timo Warner, who was probably their best player going to Chelsea, which, again, I'm, I'm not sad about that by any stretch. No, but, quite thrilled. Yeah, pretty yeah. excited. And, and but, um, but, yeah, uh, I think at this point Atletico's probably got to get have the upper leg. Uh, you would definitely think... Yeah, 
and especially you know germany while they did have a nice little restart and they were really the first ones to get back showing everybody how to do it right yes um i don't know they they ended a little while ago when Bayern wrapped up the title they sold timo warner yeah they had again we were just talking about form and fitness and atletico was kind of fighting for the you know top spots until the end of the season there and mm-hmm. so I, I again I think I would I would favor Atletico in this yeah, game. Yeah, favor the team that that has the most recent at least body of work. Barcelona versus Bayern is going to be a lot of fun. Oh. And the way that Bayern's chugging right now and what they did to Chelsea, I mean, I thought they might have a little bit of a layoff from mm-hmm. that, but nope. Again, they're they're such a good squad. Well, I mean, you you have Robert Lewandowski and if you just get him a ball in a dangerous position, he m- creates a chance. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's almost a one-for-one one every but time. But you're also up against the best player in the world, Lionel Messi. And so, That's true. And, uh, and a nightmare of a goalkeeper, good old Marc-Andre. Put her there. And, uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's a phenomenal goalkeeper, and I think I think it's going to be a close one, but I would have to, I'd have to tip Bayern in this matchup, uh, personally. I think to get through... Wouldn't shock. Uh, well, actually, are they are they just playing single games? I believe it's single game? games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then yeah, I, I think Bayern gets through this one. I think yeah, I think they, I think they're going to be able to pull that off. And then we have the last one, which is probably the most unexpected two teams to be in this at this point in the tournament. Yeah, would you say again? Maybe. I mean, we're, obviously, we're, Man City the has class a ton of that talent. Man City has, and they're, they're. I mean, think about what they did in the Premier League last year, mm-hmm. or what they did in Europe last year. Uh, like, they're a phenomenal squad. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they, uh, I think that they will drub Leon. I don't think Leon has a chance. I think what Leon did against Juve was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they deserve that win. They deserve that series. Um, but pff, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just don't see them escaping. You don't you don't see the hot hand riding with that? You don't see Memphis being able to pull off something interesting? No. No, Tiago Mendes doesn't do anything for you? No. no don't think anybody's... Don't th- I don't even think it's close. Really? I think it's a drubbing. Yeah. I think, I think it's that, just, mm, just yep. stomp rollover. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling. Like... Yeah. yeah like, they're just going to... Laporte, they have Nathan Ake. I don't think he can play in this one. No. But Kyle Walker. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean you, I, you have a very talented. Yeah, no, it's a very, it's a very talented. Uh, Bruno Manson. Fernandez, Fernandinho. I mean, there's the the the, the depth that they have Bruno, at every position. Bruno Fernandez. Not Bruno Fernandez. Um, the right winger who's Portuguese. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. Yeah, thank you. I apologize. Um, I mentioned another brilliant Portuguese player. In the yes, league. sorry. The other brilliant Portuguese right wing player. Yeah. I, the one that wasn't named uh, Ronaldo, who's not in the tournament anymore. Anyway, we can we can move on because out of the the Champions League dropout of Lyon, uh, pushing out Juventus. Uh, yeah. Sorry's out as manager. Mauricio Sorry, who had a little bit of a run at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, would you say they're not sorry to see him go? Oh, look at you! No, that one's written by uh, that one's written by fan of the show Alex. Shout out to Alex for writing that joke. I, t- Ooh. I, I told I told him I'd say it on the podcast. I know. Anyway, uh, yeah, and uh, they've named a new manager. It's a it's a familiar face in the world of soccer, Andre Pirlo. Yeah, great player, great midfielder. Uh, we got to see him in the MLS for a little bit. Yep, brilliant uh, mind for the game. 
Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't know if he has any form of a track record with management, but Frank Lampard really didn't, and he's done well for Chelsea, and I'm happy with his work. And uh, honestly, Pirlo was so much more of an architect of the game and and more of a, you know, just all around brilliant player. No mm-hmm. disrespect to Frank, but he seems more like a, I don't know. He's more of of a specimen who was able to, you know. Yeah, and 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 Frank just he was more of the athlete playing soccer whereas you know Pirlo's kind of the, the the footballer who was just a very good athlete yeah it's yeah. like it's like it's like comparing you know Peyton Manning to Patrick Mahomes yeah it's like well you know, is either one bad to have no no, no both great both, both play the game very differently yeah very different players um uh, okay and then uh we got Europa League yeah we, we got, got, the, League too. We got the the little tournament going yeah. on yeah and, the uh, NIT of uh European soccer. Exactly. Um, so Man U is facing off the winner of tomorrow's Wolves versus Sevilla. You Which like Wolves in this I one. I really like the Wolves. Uh, I mean, I, Sevilla's a quality side. Very quality. I also say I like the Wolves from a fan standpoint. They're mm-hmm. probably my second favorite Premier League club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And talk about Portuguese influence. Yeah, right? Uh, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Too. They're, also, they're a fast and team. And I want to see them in the Champions League. Yeah, really bad. that would be so, a lot of fun. Because I think they could escape the, the the group stage if they bring back most of the talent from this year. And, and I don't see why they wouldn't if they win yeah, the tournaments. And, and they're able to maybe add even a player or two because if you know you're going to Champs League, you, you get a nice little little boost to the add transfer a, Add another defender, add a second striker. Yeah, it, yeah. Could, be, it could be neat. Well, didn't they, or, or, or I think they're in the talks to sell Raul Jimenez, or did, did they sell? I don't know. I don't know what's going uh, on with I, that I've yet. heard that that's a big deal coming up, possibly. So, um, But yeah, that, that's going to be a great game. Sevilla Wolves tomorrow. Uh, Honestly, that will lead to whoever the winner is. A great semifinal between Man United and the uh, the whoever gets out of that game. Yeah, that um, will definitely be a good one. The other matchup, uh-huh. Inter Milan, who is my favorite Serie A squad. Really uh-huh. like them. I really like Antonio Conte, and I really like a lot of the players on that squad right now. Uh-huh. They've had a lot of my favorite players in history. But um, they're going to have an interesting matchup against, I would say, the two biggest shocks of the tournament. Yeah, which is uh, we got Shock Tar, yeah, big shock, and then uh, FC Basel, Swiss Shock, um, yeah, no, and both of these both of these te- teams obviously they come from you know more smaller European footballing nations, but they're uh, mainstays really in the European competitions. They've they've had yeah, success. Well, they're perennially at the top of their domestic leagues for mm-hmm. sure, which gets the main entry into these tournaments, but. Typically, they don't make it too far. No, they're. So. T- I mean, and well, and typically they don't have the same um, liquidity and uh, and financial flow that the yeah. They're not rest spending of... anywhere near as much as the big clubs. But that makes them also interesting to watch. But I mean, you could argue the same with the Wolves. I mean, two years ago they weren't even in the Prem. Or okay, but they've ago. also had a financial, you know, influx and have yeah. Anyway, we can we can continue on because so we got even more soccer to talk about. We've got MLS is back. We had the semis this past week. We have a final coming up tomorrow. Uh, we had Orlando versus uh, Minnesota. Orlando advances. Nani gets a shot at his uh, first piece of hardware in uh, in the MLS. Yeah, which will be interesting. It'll be exciting. Um, really, 
I don't like that team very much. Me neither. Uh, I actually they have do a... per, They do perform, so I, I guess maybe it's even more of a not liking them. Almost, I would argue, in a rivalry-type sense with the Union, not necessarily. I mean, I also kind of objectively don't like them. I don't like their color scheme. Orlando, I never think, is a really great sports city. It's, let, let Disney have that town. Yeah. Disney's got it. We don't yeah. need teams there. They got that on lock. And they've been the home home team, basically, through this tournament, even though they're not a home team, but they have been because they've been in their home. In their home, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we you know, we watched the Union. We watched them fall to Portland. Uh, the Union that showed up to that game were not the ones that were playing in the tournament beforehand. No, that was a brutal one to watch. Uh, you know, I don't want to be that homer, that, that home fan, band, not bandwagoner. I'm a big Union fan, but, you know, that... The referees cost us the game, but, yeah, but that's, uh, that's that was a really, a really rough close call, call on that. Uh, the The union scored an equalizing goal in the second half that was called off for offside. We don't have the as we've been griping about the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. We don't have the camera technologies. No, we do not. Uh, and the VAR assistant refereeing systems in place to help make these make make sure that these calls are correct. I don't want to come out here attacking the ref, saying that the call was 100% incorrect, but it's frustrating to not have been able to. I mean, I'm a firm believer sure. that call goes whichever way it gets called on the field. Right. And because we didn't have the technology to to fact check it, yeah. to make sure it was right. And, and he, so, didn't, he didn't appear to be in the greatest to have spot your to make season, the call. Exactly. To have your season end on a situation like that when you know... In normal circumstances, the technology would be available. Mm-hmm. is frustrating, but you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, Everybody's also doing their best in twenty twenty. So. That's true, and we also had we had Santos miss a penalty. We had Montiero only put one of his three very threatening free kicks uh, on target, and the one that he did put on target wound up being a goal. But yeah, it was it was a rough game. Um, Portland played very well. Um, they counterattacked well. Um, Portland versus Orlando is a very interesting matchup because uh, Portland is mostly a counterattacking team. Orlando is just a team that seems to be also a counterattacking team, um, which always makes for a weird, a weird game dynamic. Yeah, it's like nobody actually wants the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like people just want to pe- be people going back. So it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens there. Yeah. Definitely, I'm going. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to watch that. Uh, some good soccer still, even as all of the domestic seasons ended. And it's good stuff to keep us going until mm-hmm. uh, until they all start back up again. Yeah, until the they're ready. Few to, weeks, yeah. yeah. Until they're ready to kick back on and turn that bus around. Yeah. So uh, why don't we bring things back stateside? We got back some, over the pond. I, yeah. Not that the MLS isn't stateside, but you know, back to the big North American sports. Uh, the NBA bubble. It's going pretty well. Honestly, you know, if we're talking about just overall success of being able to conduct sporting events, mm-hmm. I think they've created a pretty solid product. I think the camera angles and are nice. Uh, I think it's cool the way they've been able to superimpose local advertisements or the local team's courts. They, uh, the uh, the fans casting in has been fun. Fans casting in has been cool. We've had some celebrities casting in, like Lil Wayne was on the other night. I Shaq saw that was in there. Shaq, you yeah. Know, so, so... NBA bubble quality has been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns have been really impressive. Yeah, the uh, Suns perfect in the bubble so far. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Devin, Devin Booker's were very good, very good point guard. Yeah, I remember, I remember people were talking about maybe a Ben Simmons, Devin Booker swap. At yeah, some point. and it keeps looking like that would. Well, he took the wrong end of that team. Yeah, no, no, Ben Simmons, he's phenomenal. He's fine. Um, but yeah, no, the Suns have been really good, uh, kind of making uh, and Draymond eat his words where he said he's got to leave Phoenix yeah. to find 50K. It's like, Draymond Green never learns. Yeah, and well, I mean, I also want to pop back for a second and say, with that Ben Simmons injury, comparing with Devin Booker may be a little unfair of me. Uh, it's a yeah. little Ben Simmons uh, knee injury this week mm-hmm. announced he'll be out for the remainder of the NBA bubble. Huge blow to the Sixers. Yeah, underwent surgery, removed a loose particle. Yeah, and uh, he's out. And, he's and out. now, and then Joel and B gets hurt the next night. Well, you know, we don't know the severity of that, uh, but we're hearing that he will come back during bubble time before wheels before are playoff. falling off the bus. Yeah, and this, uh, is this kind team of... was supposed to be a major contender, and I think this could be the end of Brett Brown. Yeah, I think, I think uh, that's the end. And I like Brett Brown. I think he's a good dude. Um, I think it's cool that at least now we'll have he'll have at least had a couple seasons to make his career record look a little bit more respectable from the terrible records he had uh, during the process during years. The process years, And I think we needed a guy like him to oversee the really rough years of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might be time to get somebody else in here who can maybe utilize these players a little bit better. Yeah, somebody needs to really whip these guys into shape. Yeah, because otherwise, what was it for? Yeah, what are we, uh, what are we even trying to do? And uh, a little bit of a bit of bummer news, but the entire point of the NBA bubble, trying to get the Pelicans in uh, to the NBA playoffs, fails. JJ Redick's thirteen-year individual playoff, thirteen-year individual playoff streak ends. Yeah, I mean, that's. I I was so disappointed. I mentioned it last week. At everybody, the whole nation. Everybody's excited to see Zion. Everybody, that's what people want. And they put him on a minutes restriction. When you have eight games to make the playoffs, and you really can do it, yeah, and it was just, totally feasible. Yeah, and they choked it away. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it makes me question uh, if they have the right people in charge. Um, I don't question if Zion's going to be great. I think Zion's going to be great no matter what. I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to limit him unless unless injuries really derail him, which I know this is what they're trying to prevent, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bad taste in your mouth when when everybody's been hungry for sports mm-hmm. and they kind of just throw in the towel like the way like they did. It's it's a bummer. Yeah, and how are like how is how is the rehab that far behind? Also, like yeah, he should he should have been ready. He was to go. off. He was off. There were no games. All right, taking it to the other bubble league. We have the NHL, and we've got. Breaking news from my girlfriend's stepdad: The Rangers take the first overall pick in the NHL draft. Yeah, it's a big steal for them. I mean, they won the second pick last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big free agent acquisitions, and I mean, it's definitely going to speed up their rebuild. It feels like this happens to every team in our conference, other than us. Yeah, I yeah. I know exactly. we did. We did we got get Nolan Patrick. We did get Nolan ago. Patrick, but like. <laughs> Well, but we also, also got James Van Riemsdyk instead of Patrick Kane. Um, yeah, so we've we've had a history. Yeah, uh, but 
we can't complain. No. That Flyers team is playing out of their mind. Another team that hasn't lost since the restart. Uh-huh. Uh, they moved all the way up from the fourth seed to grab the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh-huh. And playing playing the best teams in the Eastern Conference to do so. Yeah, and and, and so it was really it was really exciting, inspiring. Um, gave me a little bit of reason for optimism. Yeah, Alain Vigneault um, for Jack Adams this year. He's been an incredible coach, taking was been a, a pretty much the same team to uh to a neat brand new height haven't seen in over a decade it's, yeah it's nice yeah it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these uh matchups start off um big thing that happened that we kind of uh maybe were a little bit ahead of the curve on yeah, was a little the bit of future that, sight uh, there were maybe going to be some upsets in that first round uh Big upset, Penguins losing to the Montreal Canadiens, which, as a result of the reseeding, will be the Flyers' first opponent this uh, this playoffs, which honestly scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not play well against them this year. We also struggled. Uh, I don't know. They're a team that's coming off a really big momentum, you know, high, upsetting the highest seed. Uh, possible in the conference for to sneak into the playoffs when they were really not in a position to get in under a traditional format. Mm-hmm. Um, they could they could be a team playing with a lot of confidence and especially with no home ice, which is always the Flyers' big thing during the playoffs. Getting you know they do at least get going. the last line change though, which is it's pseudo home advantage yeah but it's it's only for a couple of the games i mean it definitely doesn't it's for the majority of them the, yeah but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series mm-hmm. i still think we can come out with it mm-hmm. i think so too yeah um we also <laughs> we uh we struck gold twice because the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. They knocked Upsetting out the Edmonton Oilers. Yes. Debatably who, the best player in hockey, Connor McDavid. Yeah. Um ma- massive upset. Uh Yes and no. That seems like the type of thing. I mean, but that's well, we I mean, we we saw that's it coming too. a really too. young team. Mm-hmm. And that's a really experienced playoff tested machine in Chicago. Yes, that, that was the wheels have been kind of falling off. But they were well rested coming into they this. They were well rested coming into this and when they have the kind of playoff experience and clutch genes that those guys have, um I I wouldn't say I'm shocked. You kind of hear about it uh with the Edmonton Oilers when uh Gretzky got beat early on. I'm pretty sure it was by that New York Islanders team that won a few that a few in a row, and uh, and then the next year Gretzky started a streak, like yeah, came out of the gate like a madman. It wouldn't shock me if, if history repeats itself with Connor McDavid. But we, I mean, we have a couple of brutal matchups in this first round. We have the Bruins Hurricanes. That's going to be an awesome series. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Actually, that Blackhawks Golden Knights series. Uh, Vegas is a fun team to watch. They've been great since they've come into the league. Yeah. Um, Came in with a bang. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we said, that playoff tested, that gritty ball, uh, not Boston, Blackhawks team. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a really good series. I wouldn't be shocked if that if that goes the distance. Yeah, that's, that wouldn't surprise me to see 7 out of that series. 
But I agree with you. Hurricanes Bruins is going to be a great one. Honestly, Calgary Fra- Calgary Flames versus Dallas Stars is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Some good star power in that game. I even like I like the Canucks versus the Blues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think the Blues are going to be good there. Um, honestly, the only one that that really doesn't pique my interest too much is Colorado Avalanche versus the Coyotes. Oh, well, I'm kind of out on the uh, Blue Jackets versus the Lightning now that we don't think Steven Stamkos is playing and possibly not Victor Hedman. Yeah, I mean that could be huge. Um, I'm really I'm excited to see how the Islanders Capitals series goes. Um, in the last decade, my opinion on Alex Ovechkin has really turned around. I used to not like him that much, and now I think he's probably the best goal scorer I'll ever see, and might even break Gretzky's goal record, which would be unfathomable. Hey man, Russian machine never break. <laughs> so yeah, we got some good ones going on. Uh, not that these will be done by our next episode. No, but we'll have uh, we'll have at least some recapping to do. But uh, but just my absolute rapid fire, and, and I, I think you should do the same. I think I like Blue Jackets over the Lightning. I think I like the Flames over the Stars. I think I like the Bruins over the Hurricanes. I think I like Vegas over Chicago. I think I like, obviously, the Flyers to win against the Canadians. Caps over Islanders, Avalanche over Coyotes, Blues over Canucks. I don't know if I really wasn't even looking at their records there and their seeds, so I don't know how. I imagine I chose a lot of favorites, but overall, that's my initial gut reaction. Why don't you fire some off real quick? Uh, I'm going Flyers over the Canadians. I'm going Blue Jackets over the Lightning. I'm going Islanders over the Capitals. And I'm going Hurricanes over the Bruins. Uh, then we're going to go, I'm going to pick the Golden Knights. I'm going to pick the Coyotes over the Avalanche. I'm going to pick the Flames over the Stars, and I'm going to pick the Blues over the Canucks. Yeah, I mean, so we got some good games coming up. You know, that was just rapid fire. Uh, We figure as the playoffs go on, we'll have a little bit more time to focus on these series and break them down a little bit more. And if you feel we're wrong, please feel free, write it in. Tell yeah, us, let I us mean, know. We think each other's wrong on a few things, so yeah. we're always happy to hear uh, everybody's input. Always. Um, moving on from the NHL, we've had an interesting week of baseball. Yes. Um, just on a local front, I think the Phillies have kind of come to life. I mean, after dropping that opening series to the Marlins, I was not very optimistic for this season. Me neither. And... While it doesn't, uh, well, well, I don't know if they're lighting the world on fire, especially no. with how bad their bullpen is. How bad their I've bullpen been, is. I've been impressed with their offense, mm-hmm. and I've been impressed with their starting pitching. I mean, yes, I make Jake Arrieta the butt of every joke. He had a solid outing the other day. Very good. Um, with some run support, but very, very good outing. Wheeler's been solid, a solid free agent signing who didn't totally break the bank. No. And Aaron Nola's been pitching like the ace that he is supposed to be on this Yeah, staff. that's the, the one. I was really torn between saying is or is supposed to be. I'm still going to go with supposed to be until he either claims a Cy Young or leads the rotation through a playoff series or, or you know, yeah, I mean, he really grabs the ball by yet. the horns. I mean, he's the type of guy who will pitch 80% of the season phenomenally but then kind of struggles in the other 20%. You just don't get that out of real aces. That's Max true. Scherzer, Jake DeGrom, Verlander, 
Granky. They all, you know, yeah, Garrett he, Cole on the Yankees. That's oh true, but he, I mean, I don't know, particularly last year, but even in years past, has historically gotten very poor run support from it's his true. batters. He's been a pitcher for bad Phillies teams. Uh-huh. So now that we have a lineup behind him, yeah, it's time for him to do his own thing. I mean, the other night... It, it, he he didn't get the decision because we he, we blew a gem from him yeah. where he pitched what thirteen strikeouts through six innings of a seven inning game for a doubleheader. I mean, and then Tommy Hunter comes and blows it up. Uh, just give a give a shout out to Jim Hill. I want to give him the direct quote here. Uh, let's see, thirty four earned runs over thirty two innings. This bullpen sucks ass. That sentiment rings true. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's been a frustrating team to watch on that front, but this lineup's really gelling, and our defense has been solid. It seems like these guys are, you know, I don't want to badmouth Gabe Kapler too much because I like the guy, uh, not necessarily like the management, but like the guy. Yeah, and, like the uh, and but it's nice. I think these guys are getting a little bit more comfortable being settled into positions every day. I think so. I think uh, a lot less. Uh, George Lord is a real big league manager. I think it puts a lot less on on the players' plates when they don't have to think about, you know, where am I going to play, how am I going to play it, who am I facing up against. Uh, in some national major league baseball news, we had a big big dust up, which is kind of the, the most exciting part of a baseball game ever. It is and it isn't because right now we also we have a pandemic still and people are supposed to be social distancing so yeah but having a flash mob in the middle of a baseball diamond doesn't always isn't a good look at the moment. That's what happens when one of your teams is caught cheating to win I mean did they actually yeah they won a championship. Yeah they yeah. won the World Series yeah. Yeah I mean that's what you know and, and even then they were knocking play, teams out of playoffs. I mean they were contenders every year. They mm-hmm. pissed a lot of people off. Yeah a lot of and, people feel really cheated and they probably should because. Well and then the fact that the Astros in this case for anybody who didn't see it the team that were the cheaters were were picking off players where they were throwing balls at players yeah. beaming players uh, in the batter's box with crazy pitches, some in the high 90s. Yeah, Ramon uh, Laureano got hit three times. He got hit three times in the series, which is insane, uh, because this is the team that ratted them out for cheating. Which, so wait, you're taking repercussions against the people that ratted which I get it. You don't want, you're always going to be, I guess, hold a little bit of a grudge toward people who who get you in trouble. Yeah, who snitch. But, but, al- like, but also. But you were cheating. Yeah. You're 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 the bad guy here, and you got off really easily with Major so, League Baseball. Not a single player got in trouble. Yeah, you shouldn't have any chip on your shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. None of the players got in tr- what you lost your manager who was on his way out anyway. Yeah, you could. Com- yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And uh, yeah, Alex Trone, batting coach for the Astros, huge. He, the softest move you can imagine, where he yeah, eggs he, he the guy starts, on from first base. He starts pulling the guy on for the fight. Come on, come, like come on, come and get some, come and get some. And then, and the second the guy starts coming, hides behind four other dudes that just show up out and no, who weren't even opening their mouths, weren't yeah. even part of the situation. Yeah, weren't even I mean, over there. It's the, it's the most punk ass move you like. You see it at bar fights where the guy's like, "Oh, come and fight me," and then has his boy take care of it. It's yeah. like, what are you doing, man? It, he literally he formed the wall on the old college punt, you know, teams where it was just yeah, four the people linked up. Yeah, it was a mess, and uh, I I have to see Major League Baseball taking serious action. I mean, 
it goes against their social distancing that they're trying to do. They're not in a bubble, so they have to try and be as responsible as they can. And this is the most irresponsible thing you could probably do is edge on a dugout clearing fight. That'd be the most like 2020 thing ever where they're like, all right, you get a three game suspension for the brawl. <laughs> But we're giving you 15 games for violating social distancing. Yeah, uh, that would that sounds like how Major League Baseball makes their rules. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, also keep in mind, I imagine they can't do crazy long suspensions. You're in a 60 game season. It's a bad or do the suspensions do this? Uh, no, no, uh, yeah. Oh, he should get suspended. I mean, he should be fired. He's a he's a bitch. Yeah. But like, are the suspensions like I would even advocate? Almost a, now, all hell could break loose if this happens. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. But uh, if they just said, "Guess what? All suspensions to be served in 2021." Yeah, I, that makes sense to me too. That's fair. But like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you could also just then see people. You might get some sort of like purge type moment where everybody's just beaming each other, yeah. or like getting in fights with umpires on the daily. Yeah, just you know, and then it would be hilarious. Like next season starts and like. 60% of the major leagues are just serving, like, 25 games for the suspensions. Like, that's yeah, the AAA teams coming up. Yeah. Um, they, but, let, they let fans pitch because they don't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Uh, Season ticket holders. <laughs> uh, the first p- ceremonial first pitches actually count. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, they got to take some real action. These are... These are it's it's an embarrassment to the game um these fight there's no real place for fighting especially during the pandemic but in general there's not room for fighting in baseball no, it's, you're not a fighting sport. everybody looks stupid you're not a fighting there well so that's the one time you're gonna have physical contact with the other guy the whole game yeah like come on it's get ridiculous. out of here like get out and like i get that they're throwing balls at each other <laughs> over the top over the top um, but I get that they're throwing balls at each other, and, and at 90 miles an hour, I mean, that thing's kind of like a weapon. Yeah. I get it's dangerous. Yeah, and, but, a, and, a, and a jerk move. But it's a sport where you're not physically engaging with the other people. Mm-hmm. To then physically engage purely for confrontation mm-hmm. is a joke. Yeah, and it wasn't even the confrontation between the two guys that hit each other. Exactly. Third-party agitator. Yeah. All right, we got one last thing to wrap up. We got the NFL. It's one month away. Is it happening? Uh, on the spot, probably not, but I really hope so. They're going to try it. They're going to They're try. They're going to try, and then it's going to fail. Yeah. And then the question becomes, okay. Was it even worth trying? Are we going to figure out how to fix it, or are we just too far in because we had all of our eggs in this basket? Yeah, I mean, that's really the question. And, I mean, this is a – this is a, I mean, the NFL broadcasting rights are – huge so much money it's stupid amounts of money it's what's made all these franchises immensely valuable and because they are you know i mean like uh, i've seen around the nfl i mean i think the broncos had like what looks like a metal detector but instead it sprayed a sanitizing mist on all their players as they're leaving training camp it's like all right well that's yeah, that last two seconds. Well, oh, what, you're sanitizing them so then they can go outside and back to their houses. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Like, and people want schools to reopen. It's like, do you think NFL players don't have kids? Yeah. Uh, not only that, like, 
all of the above. The fact yeah. I don't trust them to not go to a club or even be hanging out places, like especially their off I days mean, or I, off weeks. Oh, but that I mean that's the fringe guys. Like you know, even if but even if it's only one percent of the league that like can't figure out how to not party and like but if it's one percent of the league on rosters with 70 people yeah no it's, an, yeah, it's still it's an immense problem, problem. And or concerts or yeah. you know party boats yeah god knows what yeah i i just don't i don't see how they're going to be able to pull it off with no with no bubble in place and i don't think the nfl players will agree to a bubble regardless so yeah it's gonna be insane so alrighty guys well thanks for listening yeah, that thanks wraps for it up. tuning in uh Please uh, give us any comments or feedback you have. Yeah, we'd love Share to hear it with from your you friends guys if you want. Yeah, and, uh, we're on the socials B O T T podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on uh, find us on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for everybody. listening.